I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. It's Tuesday night. It's 9 p.m. Eastern. It's Deputy Dave. It's Big Bro Sco. It's that time. Let's get geeky. How's it going, Rich? Go good, go good. As good as can be. Ezra just said it in the live chat. You said it to me when you came on. Go ahead and What's say it. What's up? <laughs> Nation. That's exactly what Rich said to me when I before we went on the air. And then Ezra says it there. So we have to say, What's up? What's up? So, <laughs> uh, it's nice to be back. It's good to be here. Hey, here's how it's going to go tonight. We're going to do the two shows like we have been doing. We already, a lot of you have an idea what our topic is for the second show because it was brought up last week. It was a question about expanded playoffs and what that could mean. That was thanks to Thaddeus asked that one. Boy, I hope he's here tonight for this. Um, we thought about doing this all as one show because the pre, the player that we're talking about tonight, it's kind of tough to talk stats when it comes to offensive linemen. But you know what? We're going to talk some of the numbers and we'll talk it through. This might be a little bit of a shorter show. Then we'll go on and roll on to the Q&A where we can address that in that show. So either way, we're going to be together for a great time. This is family time. This is Steelers family. Here we are together. This is great. We got people checking in the live chat. It's wonderful. For those of you that are just listening in for the first time, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on in podcast form, 
We want to make sure that you realize you are checking into BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yeah, let's see if I can get that actually. Yeah, right. let's, get the let's, yeah, let's try BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is your one-shop stop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We've still got all kinds of great content constantly flowing out day in and day out. It's coming. You've got it from a variety of writers, so therefore it's a variety of opinions. Don't expect for to have every article say the same thing. Don't expect to have every to hear one opinion in one article and be like, wait a second, you said this before. Probably wasn't that writer. I don't know. Maybe it was that writer. Uh, people could, people I'm sure have called me out on stuff like that where I say one thing and something else. But uh, that's the that's the ever evolving notion of a Steeler fan. You ever have a you ever have a hot take, brother, that you completely backed off of and even forgot that you made it? Yeah, or realized just how <laughs> terrible it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Hey, let's talk about one of those one of the articles from the website this past weekend. Uh, Michael Beck had an article. Who, for those of you that weren't here last week, he sat in on on this episode with us, where where we talked about that was last week, right? I'm not getting all mixed. I'm not getting my times mixed up, right? That was last yeah, week. Was last week. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on last. That's right. Cause he was plugging his new podcast, Correct. which is coming out in just that's been out. He's had um, two of his regular episodes of the live mic. He's had um, an interview with Chase Claypool. And then there was another one. I didn't get to check it out yet today. Another one came up um, through, through behind the steel curtains podcasts where he was on 97, 93.7, the fan. So he was here. He did an article this weekend that said, Hey, What's your biggest Steelers hot take? I'll feature some of these later on. I chimed in. I'm like, sure, I'll do this. My hot take was James Conner will have a pretty decent year. He's going to get dinged up. And when it comes to the to the playoffs, it's going to be Benny Snell football. And he's going to, he's going to average 125 per game in the playoffs and then rush for 1,500 yards the next year. That was my super hot take. So some people might think I'm crazy and um, I'm okay if I'm wrong. That's what makes it a hot take. So that was a lot of fun. Did, did you get to check that one out? I know on the weekends, no. a lot of times you don't get to check out the site. So um, it was, it was a short article with a lot of comments and conversation going on. It, it was fantastic because that's what we like to do. We like that's the one thing about behind the steel curtain.com. It is a community. It is a community for people to come in, discuss things civilly about the Steelers um, and the various issues going on. And it's a lot like the live chat where we feel like we get to know you. We know, we know when we look at certain people's names in the live chat, we kind of already have an idea how you feel about certain things. Same thing with the commenters on the website. So if you are listening into the podcast or here on YouTube, Make sure you check out the website. Lots of good stuff. We've highlighted a lot of the writers. We haven't quite got to them all yet on the podcast here. So, um, Steeler news. I haven't talked to you since um, I was actually on a um, a radio show in Colorado this this past weekend. I think it was on Friday, where I was asked to come on. It was on Friday because I texted you Friday morning and you let me know you had just finished up on the radio show. Yes, I was on a radio show. I was asked to come in as a guest. Um, um, the the show is by is a sports guy Mike. It's available. You can hear it online. And he act he is a Steeler fan in Colorado. 
but he was talking about the uh, the whole James Harrison envelope comment. This was after he made the comment before he made his Instagram post saying, come on, man, you guys equated that to Bounty Gate. The problem was even in his Instagram po post, Harrison was a little bit too vague. You know, he, he didn't really explain and let people's imagination run wild. So you can't fault people for that when you give next to no details. What was your whole take on the whole thing with James Harrison? James Harrison can't stand not being in the spotlight. So we'll just say something to get ourselves yeah. back there. Well, I thought that he too. Misses I mean, it. He I misses mean, yeah, it. He, miss, he, he does miss it. But you know what? James Harrison's on a lot of shows anyway. It's not like he needed this more. But I mean, this... Because they're going to have him on like a lot of the Fox Sports shows. But that's they why they on. have him on because yeah. he does stuff like this. Yeah. What would you get him on? You want to hear something good from him. That's and right. what's so funny is uh, behind the Silk Curtain's own writer and podcaster, Tony Defio, who has Steelers Brunch with Tony on Saturdays right around noon is one of our podcasts. He listened into the podcast and wrote an article on it. And he's like, that wasn't even the main thing that I took away from everything Harrison said. So, but of course that was the thing that, that got everyone going. I don't think that it's going to really come to much. Um, I don't expect to hear from Mike Tomlin anytime soon doing any kind of interviews. Cause he's not going to want to answer the question and we'll just kind of see how it plays out. That's kind of my thought on it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, nothing to see here moving on. Um, it's, I mean, moving on, I, I went with the, with the second jersey <laughs> today in honor of, uh, the, the governor of Pennsylvania, giving somebody a bad time for getting a hair, haircut and shave. I tell you what, has anyone done? I mean, the beard, when you used to hear the beard, everyone thought of Brett Kiesel. It's That's still, correct. it's still Brett Kiesel. I still think of Brett Kiesel. Yeah, of course you do. But he had his last sheared a beard this year. Um, kind of sad to see that going away. Raise a lot of money for charity. I mean, he's still, uh, he, he is, an, he's going to, he was, he's an iconic Pittsburgh Steeler. He's not going to be one of those guys. that's like, Oh, is he going to go into the hall of fame? I'd love to see him eventually go into the ring of honor, hall of honor. We don't call it the ring of honor, the hall of honor. Um, because he's just one of those guys. I mean, he is a classic Pittsburgh Steeler, right? You know, still closely associated with the team, still doing things for charity. So we think of him when we hear the beard. But man, this beard has gotten more press <laughs> in recent days, I think, than perhaps Kiesel's beard ever did. Everyone's talking about the beard. They want to talk about the beard out throwing footballs. And they want to talk about the beard getting trimmed because he can throw again. Obviously, for those of you that saw the video, the first part of it, Someone's like, that wasn't Ben now. Of course that wasn't Ben now. That was Ben right when he got hurt. And he was saying that's what he was going to do. Because Ben didn't completely shave it off. That that was an old clip to, to say that was actually him saying he was going to keep the beard and the hair. Then he went out through with the guys, and then it showed him getting the trim. But, so the story was, look at Ben. He's back. He's throwing. Then all of a sudden, the story is, oh. Oh my goodness, he got the he got his beard trimmed and wasn't wearing a mask. I mean, it would just came into a whole thing of how society's working right now. Um, apparently that's that's a barber shop that's not. I just saw this before we came on, maybe about 20 minutes ago. I mean, it might have been out before that, but that's when I saw it. That that barbershop's not even open. They haven't opened back up yet. They did it as a special favor for Roethlisberger and didn't even charge him. So it's not like they were open for business right. and that happened. It was, I mean, it, it was a completely different thing. If Okay. 
So apparently Ben <laughs> and, and his barber are, you know, like they're pretty close. Yeah. And let's see, I had heard that the same barber has maybe cut the governor's hair uh, or something. I don't so, now, I don't I, know if it was the same barber. Know. A lot of people were saying that the Roethlisberger should have gone to the governor's barber. Oh, <laughs> because well, obviously think, there is a barber, you know, obviously well, his beard, I, I trip my own beard. The, so the governor, the governor's probably upset because, yeah. you know, barber's so tight with Ben that, you know, he just says, Oh, Hey, you got to get that done. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Just, just come over. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want that to be the story. I want to be the story to be Ben Roethlisberger out throwing throwing footballs to Juju Smith-Schuster, Ryan Switzer, and James Conner. Correct. So that's that's how everything else is working. We'll just leave that. That's a whole different discussion that I don't really feel like getting into right now. No, we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to talk about your man. The my guy. man. Yep, your my, man. My, my favorite draft pick. I yes, I know this was your favorite draft pick. You know, I never realized. I it, it's so funny because you do all the articles, you do all the research. You, I did how many mock drafts and everything else, um, and yet your favorite draft pick is someone that you never realized was could have gone to the Steelers, but it's the the famous get this draft over with so I know who I can fall in love with, love story. Because as soon as you hear anything about Kevin Dotson, man, what a dude for Steelers fans to fall in love with. So the thing is, is normally when we preview a player on this show, what we've been doing is we've looked at some numbers. We've looked at past numbers at the position. We look at what we think they could do, you know, snap count wise or carry wise. We did last year. Uh-oh, oh, you just got ripped by what? By, oh, by our sister. Our sister. <laughs> she said she could tell that I tripped my own beard. Actually, I am in need of a trim. If you're watching on YouTube, I am in need of a trim because. Um, I know my beard is too long whenever I'm eating dinner and my mustache is in the way. So, you know, I would cut my own hair if I could see it better, but I only have a few hairs to cut anyway. So I cut my, my, cut my kid's hair, my boy's hair. I don't cut my daughter's hair, but I cut my own boy's hairs. Um, I trim my own beard, but even when I go to the barber okay, shop, about about beard. let's go back to, I know. Let's hey, that was nice. Bromance. Back to my bromance. Get back to the bromance. Um, Kevin Dodson, first player selected in in the NFL draft this past season that was not invited to the Combine. The Steelers had him on the list to be invited to the Combine. He was an All-American and didn't get invited to the Combine. Don't get it. But you know what I have to say? I am so thankful that he did not get invited to the Combine because chances are he would not be a Pittsburgh Steelers fourth-round draft pick. Correct. Totally someone would have, someone else would have seen, yeah, something in him, and he would have gone sooner. So, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's not a lot of numbers. It's also, then the Steelers kind of way to love to get this guy. Now you got a guy coming in that's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, because he wasn't invited to the combine. He feels it probably cost him some draft position. Thankful for the Steelers for for going with him in the fourth round. And now he's going to come in and, you know, be a guard and get 
to learn from one of the nastiest guards out there in DeCastro, and I'm telling you what, this could be something. Yeah, I mean, there's some numbers associated with him. The biggest number, I mean, you could go with the height and the weight. I think he's, what, like 340? I mean, that's not what I was going to go with it. How about, how about, here's a good stat, 52. 52 consecutive starts with his college career to finish his college career. 52, you know, that's fantastic. Yes, he went to a smaller school, Louisiana State. Um, not the only player drafted from out of there this year. Um, because there was an it was another offensive lineman, I'm pretty sure. I meant to look that up. But uh he's played a lot, he's a mauler, he's he's more of a run blocker than a pass blocker right now. Not that he can't be, but that's more of his his um what he's what he's known for right now. And the, the my favorite story, well, first of all, what should be everyone's Steeler fan's favorite story is he's a Steeler fan growing up. He even talked about how the number 36 was in about every password that he had because he was a big Jerome Bettis fan. So there's nothing like getting a player in Steeler Nation that was already a part of Steeler Nation as a fan beforehand. So great, great pick. Seems like a great guy. Love the whole notion that he used to come to the line of scrimmage and tell the defenders what the play was. Now, of course, that's a little bit of a mind game. You're like, is that really the play? Is that really what's going on? His whole notion was the ball's coming right here. You know, of like, I'm going to tell you, and I'm still going to beat you. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that. that I they're, mean, that's they're, crazy. They're, they're, uh, I'm telling you, they're going to run the ball right off of me, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Uh, yeah, I, th- that's the thing. He's like, I'm. That doesn't matter if you know the play or not. I'm better than you. I'm going to beat you. You know, I love that as a former offensive lineman. I love that mentality. That's why I loved the offensive line. That was my thing. A lot of linemen. Uh, when they're younger, they want to play defense because then you can get tackles and you can get stats and you could, you know, they'll say your name over the loudspeaker. I didn't care about that. I like the whole thing of, I know the play. I know the snap count. I have the advantage right off the bat. And it's just, it's my job to make sure you can't do your job. Let's see who wins. That was it. I wasn't a big fire them up, get mean, get, get angry kind of player. That was probably my biggest, I mean, that was my biggest weakness. If I was doing my own draft profile, you know, my greatest strength was probably my footwork back then, but my greatest weakness was I didn't have a mean streak. I just kind of had the whole mentality of I'm going to beat you, you know? And although I'm sure he has that mean streak, I love that mentality of it doesn't matter what you do. I'm going to beat you. And that's, that's fantastic. So the question that was asked is, is he the future at guard for the Steelers? Because if you look, the Steelers don't have a guard right now. Well, I mean, you had Ramon Foster retired. You have David DeCastro. You brought in uh, Stefan Wisniewski. Unless you move Matt Fowler down to guard, those options, their age all starts with three. They're on the wrong side of 30. So that's why some people thought Filer could move to guard if one of the tackles steps up. You know, now that Chooks is back to healthy, he played all last year with an injury. That's why he wasn't active a lot of the times. It'll be interesting. So the but the question is, 
it would be nice to say, oh, man, if Dotson could step up and start in 2020, that's great. You know what? That would be great. But it's okay if he doesn't see a snap. But as a fourth-round rookie, the question is, is he the future? What do you think? Uh, I think he is. And you and I have talked in the past that, you know, depending on what could conspire, he could conceivably see the most snaps of all yeah. rookies. Yes. He could also conceivably see the least snaps yes. of all of all the rookies. Um, I think he potentially is the future um, for the Steelers. Um, I think that's why they drafted him where they did because they see some some potential there. Um, really, it's all going to depend on him, which is why I'm really hoping he's coming in with that big chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Well, the I. Th- the reason I asked this question was because it, it's quite interesting and, and it's right. He could, he could range from 100% to 0% of offensive snaps. Right. He could start every game. If he wins the job, you know, th- it's not, this isn't a job where they rotate guys in. It's not with the expanded roster on game day, meaning you can have two extra guys active on game day. If one is an offensive lineman, there is a good chance he's active. Yeah. There's a good chance, even if he's not the starter, that he'll be active. Right. Um, He'll get a helmet mostly. Maybe, maybe he plays, maybe because he's active and they want to get him out there some, maybe he's on, on the field goal team, you know, or the extra point team, something like that. You you know, it, it could be one of those things since he's there. Who knows? The the what I wanted to bring up, what I found is interesting is when's the last time the Steelers drafted a guard? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mm, Is it DeCastro? It is. I would say DeCastro. There is one possibility. Technically, in 2014, in the fifth round, they drafted Wesley Johnson, who played pretty much everywhere across the offensive line at one point or another. I'm pretty sure, now someone could correct me, that that he was pretty much a tackle when he was at Pittsburgh, but he was with a lot of other teams. So I wouldn't say that he was drafted as a guard, per se. Um, but it's not that he was didn't count. But he wasn't strictly a guard. The last player that they've drafted that was a guard, David DeCastro in 2012. What's crazy is then they had they drafted um, Keith Williams in the sixth round of 2011. And Chris Scott in, the same, in 2010, in the fifth round, the same year they took Marquise Pouncey. That's what they've been investing in the guard position. They have not drafted it hardly at all and definitely not you know, sometimes it's that tail end of the draft. Right. Um, you could argue, well, who's not on this list is Derwin Gray, drafted last year in the seventh round. 
So it's funny because some places actually have him listed as a tackle because he played tackle in college, but the Steelers had him more as a guard. So I, I, I didn't want to, anyone to get too confused with that, but he, he, you know, that's a seventh rounder. And right now the Steelers haven't really showed for sure that that's where he's going to be. Um, which is interesting because yeah, pro pro football reference has him listed as a tackle, although I would consider him a guard, but that's, that's because they, they I mean, they haven't given much draft, Capital. Now, when you look at it, I've always said the fourth round is that is that middle of the middle of the road draft pick. When you're right. talking about, I actually did an article on this 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 past weekend of expectations based on a draft pick of where they're drafted, and with the rounds, I said assume they're in the middle because obviously the end of the first round and the top of the second round are almost the same. But if you're thinking about middle round, middle of the round. You know, your first rounder is someone that you would be great if they could step in and start right away, but someone who should be ready to start by the end of their first year. Second round pick is a guy that might not start his first year, but should be ready year two. Third round is when it kind of gets in there. You, It would be nice if they developed into a starter, but you at least want a quality backup. Fourth round guys, in my opinion, are guys that they're going to make the roster their rookie year. It's very rare that a fourth round pick does not make the roster as a rookie. Sometimes they might end up on IR or other things. They have to be a complete bust in most cases for them to not make the team. Um, So they get a chance, but sometimes they pan out. Sometimes they don't. So it's not the end of the world. Then when you get beyond that, like, like when it comes to like fifth rounders, a lot of times, like the Steelers, um, that's why I say it'll be interesting to see what happens with Zach Gentry this year, because, like Marcus Allen was a fifth round of the year before he was on, he was on the 53 man roster and inactive most weeks, much like Gentry, um, his rookie year. And then his, his second year, he was in the practice squad for all but the last game. So that's kind of how it could go with it, with a fifth year guy. But for a fourth year guy, you're thinking they're going to get the chance and you hope you hit it, but you don't necessarily hit every fourth round pick. Does that kind of, does that sound um, reasonable there? Yeah. So, it's funny. So we talk about Kevin Dotson. We're like, is he the future at the guard position? Um, now's a great time for them to draft a player like him because he doesn't have to step in and start right away. But you have a season or two to find out if he could be something or not. Right. You know, you're, you're only going to you're you're only going to catch lightning in a bottle of getting these you know undrafted free agents that end up being good starters for you so many times that eventually they're going to either have to get that middle round guy that turns into something or they're going to have to draft it high again. I mean, they haven't, that's the highest. He was the, they took him in the fourth last year. They took they sorry, not last year, two years ago, they took Chooks a core four in the third as their second third round pick. Um, two years before that was Gerald Hawkins was a fourth round pick. Other than that, you're only looking at, high picks like the Castro and Adams and Gilbert and Pouncey or low picks. You don't have a lot of middle of the road guys. So is he the future for the guard? He's the best future they have right now. But I think what the easiest way to answer this question is he is potentially the future at guard, but it's going to help the Steelers to see if they're going to have to address invest high draft capital in the position within the next couple of years. Yeah, exactly. So um, 
I'm sorry, I've been talking a lot because this is my guy. I was just going to give you a chance. Go ahead. They've got a year or two to figure him out, exactly like you said, to figure him out. I think there's the chance this guy could be a future starter in a couple of years. But they have the time to figure that out. Yeah. Then if we're looking at two years down the road, then it could be turned around and be like, man, we need to get somebody in the first or second round. Um, then that's what we've got to turn around and do. But you got a guy that you think could potentially do this, that you could get in round four, get him now when you didn't have to have him and figure out then if he's your guy. Yeah. A- absolutely. That's, it was a great place to do it, but it's funny. It, it's because Lance brought up the whole notion of, you know, limited off season. Would someone like that be ready to step in and be a starter? Chances are it's, it, it would be extremely difficult, but the Steelers don't need him to be. He wasn't right. drafted to start this year. So that's what's great. The only way Dotson is a starter is if he comes out and blows the doors off when they finally get out to practice, which he very well could, but he doesn't have to. Right. If he starts he's this not, year, he's not expected he's to. He's not expected to. Marquise Pouncey was a first round draft pick and was not expected to start at center as a rookie. They thought he was going to be playing some. They, they, they thought, oh, yeah, he might be able to win the guard spot. But he came out and played so well, they couldn't keep him off the field. Right. You know, and, that, and that's a first round pick. But you have you have these kind of guys that that you're like, we can't not play them. That's exactly. I know I'm still bringing up first round picks, which is com- which you know is a completely different scenario. Don't expect this out of Dotson. But part of the reason, you know, James, the whole James Harrison issue, he brought it up in that podcast. He was promised X number of snaps going into that year. You know what? You were promised the expectation of that number of snaps. You know what determined if you got that number of snaps? Your play and the play of others. And it wasn't as much as James Harrison, not, you know, sure, I'm sure he had lost a step by then. It was hard to tell because you couldn't really see him on the field. But, you know, for us to judge, but the Steelers in practice, but it was, they couldn't keep TJ Watt off the field. You know, you draft a guy in the first round, you know, you got James Harrison. You don't have to start him or play him right away. He's a guy that can work into the rotation. And my goodness, they couldn't keep that guy off the field. You couldn't, you you, you can't. And that's what I've said about the offensive line, even before they drafted Dotson. What I'd like to see, because they're like, what's going to happen at guard? Is it going to be Wisniewski? Are they going to move Filer? If they move Filer, then who's going to be the tackle? Is it going to be Chooks? Is it going to be Banner? What are they going to do? Are they going to draft a tackle? Are they going to draft a guard? What's going to happen? My thing is, is I'm like, don't pigeonhole Filer to say, like Jefferson Hartman says, I'd like to keep Filer where he is. Well, you didn't keep Filer where he was, because where Filer was was at guard. And you couldn't keep him off the field until you played him at tackle, because that's where he had a spot. So you're not moving him to guard. You're moving him back to guard, which is different. And I'm not saying they should, but what I'm saying is you need someone like Chooks, Banner, Wisniewski, Dotson, one of these guys, just one to step it up so much that the Steelers have to say, we can't keep this guy off the field. We've got to get him out there. That's the, that's the, the, the recipe for success for the Steelers. And they've got, I mean, look, they got four guys for basically one spot. 
four, four guys for, you know, because whether it be two of the guards or two of the tackles. So, right. That's just me. Well, you just love, and you're right. And you've got those four guys. Not only do you have those four guys, but because of Filer being so flexibility between mm-hmm. being able to play guard and tackle, that leaves both of those positions. Yeah. Whoever can show that they are the best at what they are and you can't keep this guy off the field, then, you know, if it's one of the guys at tackle, then Filer's at guard. If it's one of the guys at guard, then Filer's going to be out at tackle. And, Hopefully yeah. that we are keeping Ben clean and smashing the ball down somebody's throat. Yeah, like like Reed said, and I hope I don't know if he's answering because there's a whole different conversations going on in the live chat. But if he's answering what we said, he says it's a good problem to have. Sure. Yeah. Very, so yeah. so that's that's just what it is. Um Robert was saying Dotson can play tackle too. Uh, I'm not going, there's no way. They're going to ask a rookie coming in, especially this offseason, to learn two positions for the first year. They're going to say stick to – I mean, it's bad enough telling him to learn both guards. You know? I mean, they. it's a little bit different like with um, when we get to Carlos Davis. They said, all you know, learn the spots along the defensive line because they don't make them all that – they don't use them all that differently for the Steelers. But there's a difference between center, guard, tackle. You know, so I I just say I I think especially for his first year that they'll try to stick with one main position for him. That's exactly what they did with Derwin Derwin Gray last year as well. Right. So, um, and it wasn't until they they had you know someone like Matt Filer that you're like, oh well, now he can suddenly play tackle. He spent a lot of years on practice squads. He didn't start off with the Steelers. I think he was with the Detroit Lions on a practice squad. So he had you know, years of going through this stuff before that happened. So, um, well, I, I like Steeler fan 74. That's a good question. I wonder what position Fowler would rather play. And yeah, you know, first of all, I can tell you Fowler wants to start. He doesn't care where it's at. Um, yeah. and if, if he's the kind of guy he comes across as Fowler's going to say to coach, coach, I'll play whichever one you need me. Yes. I mean, Especially, he's in a what? He's in a contract year because he was given. And now, remember, Matt Filer counts towards the Steelers' salary cap right now, but he's technically not under contract yet. He hasn't signed his tender. Okay, he could go out and find a better deal with another team, and then the Steelers would have the option to match it or get a second round pick from that. Don't know that that, that that's actually going on, um, especially. I didn't watch the whole thing, but apparently Zach Banner was following Matt Filer and on the road. There was some video that, that Banner put out there. He does all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah. Now Dragon JZ, yeah, Dragon JZ said something. I'm actually going to bring this up if it'll come up. Um yeah. he says, Can you teach the linemen as a group so everyone knows what everyone else is doing too? I've always thought that helps with understanding the playbook. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you this. Now, remember, my coaching experience is from high school, okay? From freshmen to seniors in high school. That a lot of times at that age group, and this is just 
because that's where I come from. You were lucky for them to know what they were supposed to do. I would do everything I could because when you look at it, he's so right. From and that's the thing about what I love about coaching is when you I love scheming up how to block a play because when you do it, it just makes sense. When you when you either when you see it out on a field or draw it with X's and O's on a paper, it just makes so much sense. Of oh well, this is going here. This guy has this one. This one has this one. You know, and you learn your responsibilities. But that's that was a very simple offense and they struggled with it. I'm not saying that professionals would have the same problem that it is so much easier to know what everyone else is doing, but I'm not, I'm not privy to that information um, inside. I would say that some guys, some guys can do it and some guys can't do it. Well, honestly, that's kind of what makes a good center. Because the then, center is making the blocking calls and knows whatever what you do. That's the that's the key to to a good center, um, and that's kind of why the Steelers, you know, you didn't know if the rookie was going to be ready to step in and play center right away with Marquise Pouncey. Boom, boom, boom. He's there, ready. He's making the calls. He's calling the blocking. The center's the guy that's kind of got to know what everyone's doing. That's why when uh oh man, I wish I could remember what what year and even what game it was that um. Coach Tomlin afterwards said, "We were you were really close to seeing Marquise Pouncey at tackle because they were dealing with injuries and you needed someone that knew what to do and he knew what everyone was supposed to do. So, yeah, so, so it's crazy. Um, but I, I just think that the – you don't want to have your offensive line this year being, well, I guess this is our best option. You want it to be like, who's going to step up and just grab it? Um, I don't think it's going to be Dobson. And what's, I don't think it needs to be. But what's, What just, would be even better is the is by the time you get through and get to the ready to start the season, you're like, oh, wow, they got to sit one of these guys down. Wow. Yeah. Who do, the, well, who, I mean, who do we sit down? You know, that's the problem you want to have is is you need five guys. What you want to have is six or seven guys so that you feel bad that somebody's not out on the field yeah. um, because they're showing that they can do it. Um, if we could have that kind of problem. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean, you can only get so many of, you can only have five. Well, if you want to bring them out as an extra attack, you know, eligible. 72 um, eligible. Yeah, you can only get five or six of them eligible. out there. So, but 
you know, the Steelers have had depth on the offensive line for a while, and it's a good problem to have when you have a, you know, a lot of depth. They yep. kept an extra offensive lineman for a while last year, and as soon as they exposed him to waivers, gone. Yeah. And they lost Fred Johnson. So it's it's because this there are not there's not an abundance of quality offensive linemen out there for the NFL. Yep. You know, that's offensive line and quarterback. That's it's it's tough to find enough sustainable people at those positions. I mean, that's why leagues like the AAF and even the XFL, I think the AAF had more of a problem than the XFL that, that struggled with their quality of football was quarterback play, offensive line play, which go hand in hand. So if the Steelers, you know, some people are like, Oh, I'm really worried about our depth, you know, um, on the interior offensive line. I'm I'm not right now because you know every team's worried about their depth on the offensive line. And you're like, oh, what if someone goes down? We're not going to know until we actually get out there and see some football played because your main your main names at guard, if it's not Filer, are two guys that weren't on the team last year. Right. So and we can't count out Derwin Gray, who who has a year on the practice squad. So it'll be interesting to see. Sure will. So um and they get to go up against that great defense all the time, which hopefully makes them better. Now, there's been a lot of activity going on in the live chat, and we've stayed on topic here um, for this show, but we are getting ready to transition into the next show, which have have we seen Thaddeus? I'm going to be so disappointed if he's no, not there to answer his question because we're going to be answering his question that he had last week in the next show. We're going to do he, that. Hopefully, if he doesn't make it, he'll listen, listen to it on podcast form. Exactly. So we're going to address more stuff in the live chat of the next show. I am going to bring up one right here. I know there were some other off-topic things. I know Matt Canada was something that was brought up in the live chat and things like that. These are some things we might be able to address next show. But I want to bring this up because it goes right to the heart of what, how we want to finish all these shows where we're previewing this one. And this was from Awesome Stuff three. Who makes the 53 when it comes to the O-line? I already had mine. I talked about it last week on the preview. I've done an article. So I got it in the back of my mind. Rich, go. No. You're not going to go? Who's your O-line? Put you on the spot. Who? Okay. Well, first I'll go with projected starters. Okay. Mm-hmm. will be um, Big Al, DeCastro, Pouncey, I'm going to put Wisniewski in there for right now okay, and Filer. Okay. okay. Then you're going to have Chooks, Banner, Dotson. That's eight. That's eight. Now, I'm going to go ahead with a ninth figure that we're going to see a ninth mm-hmm. on the on the roster a good bit. And um, probably going with Gray. That was my next guy. Of what I had for mine, I stuck with eight. It's well, the be, only reason I went yeah. with nine is because I, I, is well, we go to that ninth one when we, mm-hmm. you know, so that we get the the extra guy off the practice squad kind of deal. Yeah. See, my my thing is is sometimes the Steelers kept that extra offensive line lineman around there. They might need to if they're that good, keep the extra lineman so no one else can get them. Yeah. If if you think Gray's the guy, but you don't think someone's going to snag him, you get him on the practice squad. You could carry eight and dress all eight, 
And since you have this thing that you can bring up two players from the practice squad yes. without having to, to take anyone off your 53, you could bring it, bring up an offensive lineman if needs be to get to eight. Or you carry nine offensive linemen knowing that, let's say you have a ninth, let's say you treat Derwin Gray or whoever it could be. Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, um, was it JC Hassenauer or, you know, who the center, maybe it's someone like that, but you're afraid that if you get rid of them, you know, or, you know, you have to pull someone up in order to have another lineman and you put them on waivers like you did for Johnson last year, you, you lose them. You keep that ninth lineman that you're not dressing and you're like, oh no, well now we're a little bit short at another position. You have that spot to move up with from the practice squad. I think with the that whole practice squad rule this year, it's going to who they think they can get on the practice squad might determine how many they keep of a, of a few of these positions. Yeah. You know, are they going to yeah. keep eight or nine linemen? Well, if they don't think that ninth lineman will get to the practice squad, keep them. Oh, or if you think your fifth linebacker inside outside, or no, or, or let's say this, your fifth safety. If you think your fifth safety could get to the practice squad, maybe you keep them there and then have them available when you need to pull them up. You know, one of those things. So it's interesting. Those are the eight that I have. But you know what? When we started this, well, obviously you weren't doing the podcast at this time last year. Um, But when we talked about, when Steeler fans talked about these kind of players at this point last year, no one would have thought about Fred Johnson. He was just some undrafted free agent. You know, that came out, played great in the preseason, and landed on the 53. And unfortunately, the Steelers lost him. So there could be someone that's there that the Steelers aren't going to want to lose that we don't even realize who it is right now. Um, they have a they have a couple guys that were undrafted free agents that could be those guys. So I mean, they got a guy, um, I'm pretty sure he was a center out of Tulane. I can't remember his name right now. He played at Tulane as a grad student because he'd already graduated from Brown. You know, we talked about that on one of our shows. I'm like, that's an intelligent guy. Maybe, maybe he steps up to be uh, something, but or right. maybe because of the. We don't know. There's still a lot of answers yeah. to the question. It just yeah. they can project it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're let's let's go ahead and anything else you want to say to close up this show? Yes, Russ. That last comment I saw you put up there was hilarious. Russ, <laughs> he said you blocked Lance. And then he was like, no, just kidding. We all know Lance lost the internet. <laughs> I did not block Lance this time. No, I, I've never blocked Lance. I've never blocked Lance. So, um, yeah. Hey, and thank you. Brad brought up the actual name of the player I was talking about. That is Christian Montano. Thank you, um, Brad. Out of Tulane. Um, so, you know, just people to keep an eye on. We'll see how it works. Yep. So we're going to come back. Um, for those of you that, that I know sometimes on Thursdays you're like, oh, I don't listen to the after party. They're talking about Steeler stuff. We talk about even more Steeler stuff when it comes to our second show. There's no letdown on what we're doing. So, but make sure more than anything that you're checking out the Steelers uh, whole family of podcasts. Um, We got Lance Williams in here. Lance, you can see Lance tomorrow night on the standards of standard. You can see him Friday in the solo show for, uh, yeah, I said it. You see him on Sundays at the Homer and the Hater. we also got um, Thursday. Thursday, I'll be back okay. with Brian and Jeff on the preview. You know, because tomorrow night it'll be Jeff and Lance. Saturday, we got Tony's show. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday, you've got Jeff and Lance again uh, with Homer and the Hater. And then you've got um, Tony and Brian 
for the Q&A on Mondays. So we're, we're giving you shows every day, every day. So for those of you that are here and watching and wanting to know what's, what's going on, this show will end. We'll come back on on the channel in five minutes or hopefully less to start show number two. For those of you listening in podcast form, um, both the, the second show will be most likely, hopefully we get the audio ready to go uh, on Wednesday afternoon sometime um, with this show coming out in the morning. Don't so forget to hit that subscribe and hit that yes, like button. That's the best thing you can do for us. Like the show, subscribe to the channel, get your notifications so that way you know when we're going live. And as Lance likes to always say, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Thanks for geeking out with us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.